beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. beautiful people welcome to chronicles abroad i'm francis and i'm nubia and we have another fabulous show for you guys we are sitting here with rachel rachel is a travel writer and influencer who has built a powerful online brand welcome to the show rachel and thank you for being on the show Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. Yes, for sure. So, Rachel, your story is quite unique because you retired from corporate America at 27 years old. Yes, I said I was never going to go back. (laughs) So I retired, made a decision. You know, I wasn't living, even at 27, I feel like that's like young and you don't really know anything. You're 20. But I just knew for certain at that moment, there had to be a better way to live my life and just express it in a way that was more authentic to me. And so I decided to never go back to corporate if I could help it. Wow. Good for you. I mean, that's a great leap. So for many people... Even in our 30s, we're just like, what? You know, give up stability and all this kind of stuff. Were you traveling a lot prior to retiring or was it just random, impulsive? Was it all planned out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a little background. Yeah, so I've always traveled. So my love for travel started because I was raised as an only child. So I read a lot of books. And so I always promised myself when I was old enough and had the opportunity and the funds, I was going to like actually see the places I was reading about. And in high school, I was in an international studies magnet program. So I started traveling internationally when I was 17. Much My first trip was to China. And so I've been traveling since then. But working in corporate, you, don't, you know, you only get like, what, two or three weeks you know, a year. Girl, you'd be lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. I really had two weeks, but I would somehow figure out, like, I was working at IT, so I worked from home a lot. And then, like, made these long weekend trips and things like that. So I was still traveling, but not to a point where it was super fulfilling to me. And so I was like, I I gotta go. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because for a lot of us, we sit at that desk and we're just like... Count the day. One day. One day. It's just to be so young to get started. So you've been abroad for how long now? So I've only been living abroad for three months now, but oh. I'm traveling nonstop for like the over the past four years. But, you know, with traveling and being a journalist and writing and content creation, it's been great. But there was always like, go to these places. It kind of felt like a long one night stand where you go <laughs> and you have, like, like a really good time. Like, you know how it is. You meet somebody, you have a whirlwind, you have a really good time and then it's over. Yeah. And you come back home and you kind of do it again. Like you go somewhere, you have these amazing experiences you meet these great people eat this great food da, 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 and then it's over and then you come back home and so after doing this for four years one like the one night stand feel was kind of getting old and oh, then quick you know 
as I am now in my 30s, I wanted more stability and still to be able to have this fulfillment of travel and like being immersed in a different culture, but actually being in the culture, learning the culture and sitting and stewing in it and, you know, really embracing it from all the senses. And so that's why I decided to take the leap and actually move abroad and sit down somewhere. Awesome. For however long I decide to be here. That's the other thing. <laughs> awesome. So how did you decide on Johannesburg as the place for you to be the first place to live abroad? Well, I love black folks. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm based in Atlanta. So, you know, Atlanta is very much a black city. And I just love the idea of being around people of color who are just really doing well for themselves. And then there's that creative environment and all that good stuff. You know, and I love D.C. I love like all these amazing cities with, you know, people that look like me who are progressive. And I went to HBCU. So that's how that started. <laughs> I actually, South Africa has always been one of my favorite countries. The first time I came, I think it was like 2011 or something like that with my mother. So it's always been like our favorite place together. And so it's always just had a special place in my heart. Since then, I had been back and forth here maybe four times. And so I'm like, instead of me coming back and forth, just sit down somewhere and just stay here and see if you like living here. And it kind of gives me the same feel. There are a lot of black folks, but then also people of color, a great creative community here. People here are really nice. So, you know, it was an easy transition for me to come to Johannesburg. And traveling a lot, I can't believe you did it for four years because it can be exhausting. <laughs> Very, right. I'm like, so at this point. Yeah, people see us traveling and they're just like, oh my God, I would love to do this. And I'm just like, you don't realize the toll that travel can take on your body, your finances, and your mental if you're doing it constantly. Right especially these long hauls. So for you to say you've been back and forth to Africa. Right. It takes almost two days to get here, right? That's a whole, you have to miss yeah. exactly. even for that journey. And so that was another reason, you know, you love it. You keep going back and forth, just sit down. And that way you love it, love on it in a long for time. Sure. Slow, immersive travel is where it's at. You know, these little yeah. pop in, pop out. To and when you really look back and you go somewhere for four days, Right. You really didn't see that country. You seen the hotel and the little bit, you know, that you could get in in four days. Even when you live somewhere for a year, you still don't get to really scratch the surface. Right. I read somewhere that it takes you two years to live somewhere to actually know the city. Find your nail shop, find your hair salon, know the streets. I've only just now started be, being able to drive around Atlanta without like using my GPS. And I've been there almost, almost three years now, you know? So it does take time yeah. to, you know, really be in a place and like feel at home in that place. Yeah. So I can totally understand why you was just like, you know what? Enough's enough. Enough yeah. is enough. Now it's funny for me that mm -hmm. you chose Africa because Africa is not as accessible. You know, so for someone who Absolutely. enjoys traveling a lot to come off of the continent and back onto the continent of Africa is a little bit more expensive to be traveling in and out. Right. Am I correct? Yes. So the thing with Africa is it's definitely, well, there's a couple aspects, right? So one, it just takes really damn long to get here. So that's like a, a thing, right? <laughs> so even if you got like a straight through flight from, I think on Delta, you could go Atlanta to Joburg, and that's still like 15 hours or 17 hours or something really long. So if you are working nine to five, just the idea that it takes me a full 24 hours to even commute, right? And then now you get there, you want to hit the, you know, hit the streets, but then you got to kind of recover. You need a whole day to kind of 
get it together. So I can understand like that, the aspect of just getting here and the exhaustion. And then on top of the idea of like the continent being like this very scary place and there's just not a lot of enough information or correct information about the continent and, you know, the different countries on the continent. Because when people say Africa, they just assume like Africa is a big country, not knowing that I think it's 54 countries, 50 something countries on this particular continent and all very different. So then that's a whole nother conversation is educating people on even my family and friends. Okay, you move to Africa. Like, do you see lions? Like, are you living in a, you know, are you living in the bush? And I'm like, I legit live in like a big regular city. Like there's a KFC up the street. You know, there's McDonald's. Not that I eat those things, but, you know, I live in a very progressive, regular city. So it is quite interesting, even like having to constantly educate people on why I chose this destination. But it's given me a a great opportunity to also share my experiences as well about why moving here for me has just been beneficial. A lot of aspects of my life and why other people that look like us should take the time and come here and visit as well. Okay, now that makes perfect sense. So this is a good segue into uh, your online presence and how you built this online brand. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us how that all got started? You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. So after I retired, I was like, girl, I'm out of here. So my original plan was leave this particular position because I actually really enjoyed my company. I just didn't like the position and I was trying to apply for other roles in the company and just wasn't working out. So I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to backpack. I'm going to have this whole eat, pray, love experience, right? Like I'm going to backpack through, you know, Southeast (laughs) Asia. And that's what I did. I literally sold everything in my like beautiful apartment in Philadelphia and packed it up sold it backpacked for three months through Southeast Asia. I think I went through like eight or nine countries. And while I was away, obviously everyone was like, are you crazy? Because, you know, at 27, I was making six figures. I was doing very well for myself and my family, very Southern traditional people, like you got a good job. <laughs> Why are you leaving your good job to do whatever? And so I was like, well, I'm just going to start this blog. One, because they're concerned about me. My family and friends are concerned. So I can share with them people that I'm meeting. And then I also just kind of wanted to journal my experience. So I could have, you know, a place that I could come back to and look at the type of conversations I was having about, okay, like you're a black woman from America traveling solo through Asia. Like, tell me more about that. And I was having a lot of those conversations. So just documenting what that looked like like, you know, even talking about like how inexpensive it was for me to travel through Southeast Asia. And I just started this blog really for myself and for my friends. And then, you know, like share a few posts on Facebook and then it started to go viral, like especially my first post that went viral was about why I quit my good job. And so many people just resonated with that. And so that's kind of how it became a thing, if you will. And then when I realized how 
inexpensive it was. And I was connected to all these like travel communities where I was finding these flight deals and flight glitches. I'm like, okay, y'all, if I can travel, then you need to be able to travel. And if you think it's expensive, it's not. Here is a flight deal. You go to Kenya for $175. Book it right now. You could go to Abu Dhabi for $178 round trip. Book it right now. You know, when all these flight glitches were happening. And so from there, because I have, you know, I have been working in corporate environment, I knew how to monetize. And I was in digital marketing. So I knew how to create a brand and learn how to monetize it. And so I was like, well, why go back to corporate now? I'm making money online. I got to sit in a cold office. You know, I don't have to commute an hour each way. Let me see how this is going to go for a little bit. And I haven't been able to get a job since. I've been applying sometimes. Like when I'm discouraged, I'm like, I'm just going to go back to work. And it just hasn't, you know, worked out for me. But that's pretty much how it happened. Very Girl, that's the universe. That's I the know. Universe. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, listen, don't do it, Rachel. I know. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, please. <laughs> so much easier, <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's not. Um, and you know how right? you have a moment where you just like, it might just be easy for me just to, to just suck it up and like do it, you know? You're not gonna exactly. Be I'll yeah. just be back. Yeah. Little temporary things. Mm-hmm. But don't put me in no contract. <laughs> don't put exactly. me in no, you want me to be in your, your business for three years. No. Yeah. Don't put me behind four walls. So. Yeah. No. Can't do it. Can't it's do not it. for everybody, you know. Some people really like going to work and doing, you know, going into the four walls kind of thing, getting out of the house. And then some people, they just, you know, it's just not for them. So you just got to find what works for you and live out your Absolutely. life on that terms. For sure. So even with your, you know, retiring young, backpacking through Southeast Asia, now living in Africa, it wasn't all peaches and cream, correct? Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> so no, no, no. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, you know, the mental health aspect of things. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because I try hard on social media to be very transparent about like, I know you guys see the the glittery part of it and uh, you know with social media it's literally a milli microsecond of your day or your life right and it's like the highlight of your day you see this particular image not knowing the sacrifices that you make on the back end or the things that you feel and so when it comes to mental health one of the big reasons why I left corporate America is because I was suffering from anxiety disorder and depression so at 27 and especially being in the black community like mental health is becoming more of a topic but back then even four or five years ago that's a taboo thing right yeah. pray it off or you know what i'm saying you'll be okay right. you know well, nothing's wrong with you ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> you're right like, my uncle i just remember talking to him he was like okay so what like we all of us have been working at the same company for 30 40 years and we hate it but you were well taken care of like basically like just don't take it personal go into your job and leave and for some reason i couldn't comprehend like i got to fake it till I make it for the next 30, 40 years. Like I won't be able to survive this, you know? And then also being in an environment where, you know, I was in IT and in digital marketing. So it's a predominantly old white male dominated industry. And so being this young black woman from an HBCU, you know, just coming in, you know, in this leadership program, trying to find our way and lead these projects and da da da. It was just so much pressure. You know, you're kind of like thrown out into the wolves and I'm just trying to swim in the deep end with the sharks you know and so I was like I I don't want to live this life and even when I was seeking mentors a lot of them was like you know I can help you I've been doing this for 20 years but it hasn't changed like you just don't have to find a way of coping and I was like this can't be life it just can't so 
definitely that was one of the reasons why I left. And even through travel, it definitely, I'm not going to say like it healed me completely of the depression and anxiety, but it allowed me to put things into perspective about like what happiness looked like, what, you know, what do I truly want for my life? What makes me feel good and fulfilled? And does that mean making six figures so you can afford the expensive apartment and, you know, all of these material things that don't really make you feel good, but maybe like watching a sunset makes you feel really good or laying in the grass, you know, those sorts of things. So through travel, it definitely helped my perspective change and even like meeting people and like hearing other perspectives getting recommendations on books that I've never heard of which helped me change my perspective so traveling just opened this whole new like wormhole or this portal in my mind that allowed me to be very intentional about my healing from depression and anxiety and I still deal with anxiety even yesterday I had a little bit of it and I was like okay we know what this is like we have tools now that can help us push through it but you you know, it's just being intentional about it and not just saying I have to deal with this because I'm supposed to, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, just moving doesn't make it all better, right? It, right. But it can help heal some parts of it. Right. Like for me, we're from Boston. Mm-hmm. And anybody who knows Boston, it's cold. Yeah. And I'm talking about like six months out of the year cold. Mm-hmm. And dark. Dark and gray and dreary and I got diagnosed with like SAD right what people call winter blues right it took for me just to move to the DC area to get a lot a little a little bit more sunshine right but it made a world of a difference it doesn't mean that when it rained for a few days at a time or was gray that I didn't feel down but it was less intense right and now that I live in Thailand Lord, it's, it's like every day, right? And beaches <laughs> and like good food. Like, how can you really, you know, like you can have a bad day, but it's so much perspective. Like, I could have a bad day, but the beat, like the sun's crazy right here. You know, exactly. Like, I'm just gonna vibe. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you don't realize that until you make some changes like that, or until you open yourself to that. Because we talk a lot about mental health on our podcast. Because you know, we both have our own issues. I struggle with depression and anxiety myself. And I realized making those changes and being in a completely different environment, getting more sunlight is physically a great thing for us. You know, and we need more of it. And just being around nature and and being in Thailand and having access to all this nature. Not that I didn't have it in America. I'm just saying I needed that whole 360 shift in perspective, like you said, to realize that and implement it into my life so that I can manage a lot of the mental health stuff. Like you said, build the two belt. Yeah, but also... You mentioned like making six figures. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like what makes you happy? Because I know plenty of people that make six figures and cannot manage their money worth a damn. Right. I know plenty of people that have money and have wonderful, beautiful things. But guess what? 68% of your income is going to these items, materialistic items that come and go. Mm-hmm. That have no value anymore after you done bought it. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Absolutely. When it comes time to sell all your stuff, you're like, I paid what what for this, and you, you only wanted exactly. And you want it for pennies? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Correct. Absolutely. So it's about what you put value on, and I think more people need to put value on themselves and not the items. Because I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those people that had the closet with all the clothes and the shoes, and all, and that was great. But when I was getting rid of stuff, I was in tears because I couldn't believe right. how much money and how much I put into stuff. 
Absolutely. And some of those habits are hard to break because there's plenty of times I try to buy stuff. I tell her, listen, we not getting anything else in here. Okay? <laughs> you need to stop it. I'm like, no, we're not going to be here forever. <laughs> She's like, and what are you going to do with that when it's time to leave? I'm like, I know yeah, what I packed with. I know what I came with and I'm leaving with it. You, you go ahead and do a yard sale in front of the house. <laughs> Yeah. And even now, like where I live here in Johannesburg, you know, I was like, maybe I should get like something bigger. And I'm like, actually, for what? It's just me. It has everything that I need. Right. And then I'm like, well, I can put the money that I would have spent. And while it's really inexpensive, I could have had like a lot of space or whatever. But I'm like, but it's just me. And I can take this money and I can go to Mozambique. I can go to Lesotho. I can go to Swaziland. I can like create more experiences for myself. So then it just becomes about perspective. It's material. And like you're right, sometimes it is a hard habit to break, especially, you know, coming from the States where we just have so much abundance and really so much waste. And so coming here, it's like, or even going a lot of places, breaking those habits of like just being wasteful with just stuff. It's just a habit. You know what I mean? Like you've just used to consuming a lot and then coming to places where people don't consume as much. Again, it's perspective because it's like, wow, I really don't need to do all of this. I don't really need all of this in order to have a good time and to enjoy the moments here. Awesome. So Rachel, what tips can you have or, or share with our audience in regards to maintaining your health? Rod? So one thing that works for me is really creating like rituals every day, coming up with a schedule of things to always do. Even when it comes to working out, that's always been a, very difficult for me because the type of things that I like to work out that keep me motivated. You know, it's hard when you've been traveling for hours or the weather is different. You can't always jog or, you know, do a jump rope circuit. But one thing for me is like, I always make sure that I get up and pray and meditate and journal. Like that's the first thing I do when I wake up. So I would always say like, just create some sort of like ritual that you can get in the habit of doing. And that's really helped. And you know, maybe you don't like to pray, but even just taking a couple deep breaths or, you know, watching the sunset or just writing down 10 things that you're grateful for in the morning, even like the gratefulness exercise definitely helped me shift because a lot of times, you know, anxiety is really rooted in worrying about what's happening in the future, which we can't predict the future, right? So the gratefulness piece is like being present, like right now, this is where I am and this is what I'm grateful for. And that's really just helped me to say like, okay, yes, I'm worried about X, Y, and Z, but right now I'm in Johannesburg sitting in the grass on my computer, having a good time. Like that is something to be grateful for, right? So just staying in that mode of where are you right now? And I have to constantly catch myself like, nope, Stay in a moment, stay in a moment. So I would say a tip is just to try to stay as present as possible and remind yourself, you know, look around and just remind yourself of where you are currently and then create some sort of ritual that will help you kind of stay in that practice all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Coming into a routine is a great way to start. And, you know, one thing I can mm -hmm. say that we're breaking generational curses. This, Absolutely. Yeah, this era right now is really starting to become more aware of themselves and take a little bit more accountability. Yeah, you have some people always see the glass as being empty instead of half full. Right. But if you really do start having a mindset shift and take the time out to see the beauty in things, mm -hmm. we don't have to have all the money in the world to travel all over, all over the world. But when you look at right. it, we're traveling all over the world with what we have. 
You get Absolutely. what I'm saying? And it doesn't take a lot. No, it doesn't take a lot at all. It takes a lot less than most people realize, Correct. actually, you know. So it's about really just looking at what you said and just adding more to it, piggybacking off of it. Like you said, you don't need much. People think you need more than what you truly need. But if you really look at what you have instead of what you don't have, you'll realize you have so much already. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was going to, my point was also going to be, I'm sure you all get this question too, is how are you able to afford to blah, 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 like live here, be in Thailand, doing all these things or being in South Africa. And again, it goes back to, I actually don't need to make as much money as I once did in order to enjoy the same things, if not more than I did at home. And I was, I'll give you a quick example. I was talking to one of my friends. I eat a mostly plant-based diet and I get a lot of my produce off you know, on the street market. And I bought like anything you can think of, ginger, onions, bananas, tomatoes, like all the things. I bought almost everything she had. And it was 55 Rand, which is when I calculated it today, it was like $3.79. So I'm like, I'm literally about to eat for the next week and a half, less than four US dollars in good organic foods. Even at home, whole foods, you would have easily been out of $100, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to eat organic bananas and tomatoes or whatever, right? And then might have let half of it go bad right because you spent a hundred dollars on this stuff so it's always like well how are you able to do this and you have to look at the deeper things like what's really important to you exactly yeah we actually had met somebody who decided that her time was more important than anything else so whatever she does if it's really taking a, a toll on her time she's not going to do it Absolutely. Um, So we totally understand that. And back to what you're saying about the groceries and everything else. And this is another thing that we preach on the podcast is like the quality of life Mm -hmm. and how it is enhanced when you do move abroad. And Mm -hmm. even if you go back home, you get to see those differences because we recently did a whole video about our home here in Chiang Mai and how much we're paying less than $600 for a three bedroom, two bath. I love Chiang Mai, by the way. I got to come visit y'all. You should. We'll be here. But yeah, and then, you know, we went shopping the other day and we spent less than $10 and it's going to feed us for an entire month. For us, quality of life was huge. Mm-hmm. Was plain and simple. Right. And to, for me, that sealed the deal. And I was like, okay, I'm good. And, right. and the funny thing about it is you don't even have to like work out and stuff as much as you think you would have to do like in the States. Because you're not eating when, crappy food. Exactly. And it's not <laughs> I've lost so much weight here. I'm like, I'm not even doing nothing for real. I'm just eating better and drinking water. Like, that's it. And yes. getting this good fucking sun. That's it. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the truth. On a budget. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. So, you know, and, and of course, moving abroad isn't for everyone, but experiences should be for everyone. And I tell people all the time, you don't have to travel because some people don't want to have to get on a, a long haul flight for 20 something hours. Right. Because coming to Thailand, it's about three flights in mm-hmm. <laughs> a full 24 hours. Uh, yeah, it's, it's you know. It's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but you can go to somewhere else, even in within your area, right? So if you're in a city, maybe drive out to the country, mm-hmm. go to a farmer's market instead of the supermarket. Right. Yeah. You know, do something different. different. Uh, so many things just open up. Yeah. That's great. 
You know, and that's something else, even, you know, when I used to teach people about people want to learn how to be influencers. So I'm like, okay, cool. But sometimes people are like, well, I don't travel as much as you. I don't live abroad. So how can I continue to create content? But I always tell people, start in your own backyard. Do you know the history of your city? Have you found some historic sites? Have you checked out some of the restaurants? Even in Atlanta, one hour north of Atlanta, there's actually a pyramid. And it's obviously not like the huge pyramids in Egypt or in Mexico. But it's still a pyramid. It's, you know, it has like great history. So many cool things to see in your own city. Like you say, an hour outside, maybe go on a mountain trip or whatever. So you can explore your own area. And that's still an experience because you can go an hour, two hours outside of your city. And it's a whole different world. Right. So it's just creating those experiences and pushing your own comfort zones and learning, you know, doing things a little bit differently. You know, tap deeper into yourself because you never know what your limits are until you go outside of them. True. And let's challenge our listeners to be a tourist in their own city. Yeah. Because yeah. I had lived in Boston for many years before I even did one of the like tours. Really? I did sure. like a tour, duck oh. tour, Fenway yeah, Park tour. Too. Yeah, just- and I, I was know. like, oh my gosh. Right. It was like, I've had it every day for the past six years and had no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. So we challenge you guys to be a tourist in your own city or go to the next town or city and see something new, do something mm-hmm. different, and just create an experience for yourself that's not the same right. old, same old. Yeah. I think we don't shake it up. For enough, sure. You know, the routine really gets to us. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to my next question. What do you think? Because I know that at this moment you've really just created your life and you created everything that you wanted to manifest. Absolutely. You're doing all the things that make you happy. What do you think is the biggest thing that holds people back from you know living that life? Because often another reason why this podcast is this is to make the unreachable reachable. Like mm-hmm. you can do these things. What do you think is the biggest thing that holds people back from living their dreams? I think the biggest thing is fear and uncertainty, right? Because I'll speak for myself. I have a very type A personality. I'm a Virgo. So I like, and I used to be a project manager. So I like to know what I know. I like the deadlines. I need to know what we're doing, when we're going, what time, you know? And so I think when it comes to living our best lives and being fulfilled, there's a fear because I don't really know what that is. And then I think also too, because we're in this routine, you don't get an opportunity to even explore what you like, what you really want. Because because you wake up early, you may be able to work out and like do your morning routine. You may have to get the kids ready, you have to do breakfast, you got to get coffee, waiting in line at Starbucks, then you got to commute however long to work. And then you're working all day, you're in meetings about meetings and doing emails blah, 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 on the phone. And then you get off work, you got to commute again, you got to come home, maybe work out gym, you got to do dinner, take a shower, be a good partner, a lover, whatever, go to sleep and do it all again. So where in there do you even get an opportunity to explore what you really want to do. So then there's this, then you start seeing people like us that are living our best lives and you're like, I want to do that, but I don't know what that even looks like or feels like. And so then there's that fear. How do I do this? But I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is just fear and we just haven't, most of us haven't had the opportunity to even explore that fear, explore that area of uncertainty because we are just in this hamster wheel. So that's probably, that's what I think it is. And that's just from observing my family and friends. I wish I could do this, but girl, I'm working all the time. I got to do this. And then I'm living for the weekend. So I got to go to brunch and I got to go to the day party. And then, you know, I'm going on a date and then I go to church on Sunday and then go to eat after that. And then maybe able to relax and watch my favorite shows. And then I'm starting over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's true. And the thing about it is so many things could change if you just take a moment to communicate. 
Right. Even when I was going through this financial journey, I didn't realize that you can just call up your credit card and give them your life story and be like, this is what's going on and they'll help you. Mm-hmm. So it's the I'll same thing. Stay on work. the phone with them, like, y'all, please drop this percentage because I ain't got time. <laughs> but it's all about opening up and being communicative about what's going on. So, even with your job, you might not want to quit your job. You might want to do this, but you just sit down with your boss and say, hey, instead of me taking a day off, I think I want to take two weeks and spend with my family and do this. Mm-hmm. How can we work this out? Or can I work from home one or two days a week? That would help take a lot of Whatever the pressure it is. off. Right. So sit down with yourself. Think about what it is that you truly need and talk to the people to get that. Right. Because a closed mouth don't get fed. And asking you shall receive. Absolutely. Or and if you don't, create a way. It's always a way. Exactly. And I always think a way. you traveling and living abroad, you realize there's always away like there you're never stuck you know and I think that's another thing people always feel like they're stuck or there's one way to do everything even when you think about it like in order for me to move abroad I have to do this thing and it's like no there's other ways that you can make a living it's infinite possibilities but I think a lot of times we just well this is the only way and I don't like this way like I don't want to be a teacher so I don't want to move somewhere to teach you don't have to we don't want to you know yeah yeah and people are surprised when you say well you don't have to Right, like they look at you like, like really? <laughs> they look at you like, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what can I right? do? Yeah. <laughs> so what's Johannesburg like? What's the community like? Are you making connections? Tell us a little about that. So one of the reasons why I love South Africa because the people here are really, really warm. So it's very easy to make friends. And, you know, sometimes it's hard because I work from home. Like as long as I have the internet and my computer, I'm good. But it's, excuse me, like Nubia said, if you don't communicate, you don't, you don't learn anything. You won't meet people. So you can literally talk to anybody here and you'll end up being invited to a wedding, to a bride, which we will call a barbecue. Like, oh, we're, we're hanging out tonight. Let's go to dinner come to dinner with my friends and I tonight. So it really just takes you just complimenting somebody or saying hello. Like I'm going on so many dates with men here just from being like, I'm sorry, you stepped in front of me, you know, like, or this is really cute. Where'd you get this sweater from? And it's like, oh, hey, well, here's my friends. I want you to meet all my friends. You're new here. This is one of my good girlfriends. Like maybe y'all will connect, you know, just things like that. So I really love it because it's very easy to meet people here. I've been here three months and I, you know, my calendar is booked with things to do with different people so that's really fun but it took me getting out of you know how it is at home like even being from the south where people are very friendly you know you ain't talking to everybody and you can literally walk up to someone and be like hey and that's the whole thing right so I like that and it's a very creative community here so Johannesburg is considered the fashion capital of the continent so a lot of designers here and a lot of shows and a lot of art and a lot of music so I really love that and they're mostly all black so that is just you know it kind of warms your heart and like you know hearing drums everywhere um maybe not in my neighborhood I live in the suburbs but you know there's like certain other places where you know it could just be six o'clock and people have drums out and they're just vibing and jamming man like this is I'm really here in Africa yeah December is light of summer so they're like the amazing parties and so, just, it's just a good time. so yeah so we're on a flight we'll be there <laughs> December 
gosh. Y'all have to come for it. This is your birthday. My birthday's in December. It's like, actually, I was here this last New Year's, and that's why I ended up moving because I was here for New Year's. I was told to celebrate and leave, and I ended up staying for almost all of January. And I was like, I need to go home. I got to go home. I got to go home. I just kept moving it back. Okay, so, Rachel, I know you just met us, but if we heard an invitation, we will be buying a flight. I'm just saying a new beer. What are we doing for New Year's? It's going to be too much fun. That's it. We got to manifest it. We'll make it happen. We're going to make, make it, it happen. happen. So thank you. Because as soon as you said, I've been on so many dates. I was like, so you've been here for three like, months? Girl, we've been in Thailand man. for a year. And I'm like, date what? I was like, what is that? that? Crickets. Listen, I, Crickets. I'm from Atlanta. Y'all get it. So yeah. <laughs> be here. But like I said, I just say that they all He's work like, out. But this. just the idea that it's no pressure. It's fun. You know, you get to learn about the city, try new restaurants. And I've went on hiking dates. Who goes on hiking dates? But that's beautiful, right? Um, and this particular hiking that's date, you awesome. saw like wild antelope and zebra. It was, it's amazing. So oh I can't God, wait to see y'all for the new year. So you're enjoying South Africa? Yes, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. it. Sounds amazing. So are you rooted or do you have a certain time frame? Like how do you work in the sense of where you're going to be and how long? I know this is your first time living abroad. So are you trying to commit? So this is actually my second time. This first time I actually was in grad school. So I kind of don't count it because it was like a semester abroad. I was in grad school and I was in Nairobi, Kenya, which was a very different experience. But I'm glad I went through that experience. But originally when I got here, I was like, I'm going to give myself a solid six months. In six months, you have given yourself enough time to like, it's not the two year thing, but it's enough to know whether you really love it or it's not going to be for you. And so I'm like three months in and I'm already like, okay, yeah, like I'm excited to stay. Because when I first got here, it was winter. So it was our summertime in the States in like June, July. But now it's moving into summer. So it's like I get to enjoy two summers because I went home for like a month. So now I can even tell like with the weather getting warmer, the parties are getting crazier. People are just more, you know how it is. Like when it's warm, people feeling good, you know? So hmm, I might be able to stay a little longer just because I can enjoy, you know, while it's cold at home, I can enjoy summer here and just kind of go back and forth. But we'll see how it goes. I'm making some really amazing business connections, which is another reason why I came here. So again, I'm just trying to stay present and not be like, okay, after December, then what happens? You know, I'm just like, you know what? Let me just kind of stay in this flow. Let me just be open to serendipity and like meeting people and building these relationships and these connections. And we'll see what happens. Living life with uncertainty. It's really, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it's scary. You know, but you get, again, we could be honest. It's definitely scary and it can be scary. And there are days where I'm anxious. But uh, a friend of mine said, girl, didn't nobody tell you to move to Africa? And so I have to like <laughs> remember that. I'm like, right. No one told me. I put myself... <laughs> not in this position in like a bad way, but with all the amazing things, there are going to be challenges and you just have to take the whole bowl of soup and just work with it, you know? So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight Check that item off your bucket list and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world.
Well, one of my favorite quotes is the price of discomfort. Mm -hmm. In order for you to have all these meaningful experiences, in order for you to have the career that you want, the love of your life, you have to be uncomfortable, even if it's for a short period of time. There's just absolutely no possible way. And I think while we're in it, it feels really long. But I think, too, and I'm sure you all did the same. One of the same reasons is like putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation or not even situation, but being outside of your comfort zone really pushes you as a person. So now you're like vibrating high. You're going to different if you're into religion, but different spiritual levels and even like personal development levels. Right. Because being from the States, you are used to certain customs, systems and processes, which has been a challenge for me. Like I said, I'm a project managers I like when things work like butter you know and so being here things don't always work like that and even that making you more patient which can help in your business which can help in your relationships you know so I'm just looking at it as like okay I'm just growing as a person and I know this is going to help me in the things that I'm manifesting that are gonna you know eventually present themselves yeah, yeah. one thing feeds into the other and the thing about it is like you mentioned that whole routine back in the states when you like you might get up have to work out then go to work and then go do this or whatever it's hard to build strong relationships and it's hard to really understand what's going on inside of you and around you because it's so much going on Mm -hmm. but when you are abroad especially solo you have so much more time to focus on you absolutely and you learn so much more about you in a faster about- time too because it's like yeah, real fast yeah it's like, Girl, it hits you like a brick wall yeah and you learn so much about your likes your dislikes um you know you Boundary. can see bullshit a mile away mm-hmm. <laughs> your intuition your intuition kicks yeah, in for sure sure so those relationships do get stronger businesses get better i guess the quality of life is the whole thing right yeah. it's the whole thing so let's talk about a little bit what's next for Rachel, the travel writer and <laughs> business and stuff like that. So what are you working on and what's next for you? So right now, what I'm working on is myself. <laughs> and then I'm also writing a book on influencer marketing. So that, you know, something I've been working, it's like been on my list of things to do for forever. If I don't get it done here, then I'm just a trash person because I have nothing but time. You know, it's like you said, being here by yourself, I don't have any excuse. I don't have have children. I'm not taking nobody to school. I'm not commuting to work. All I have is me and the motivation to, you know, to create this thing. And so I'm working on that. And another thing that I'm doing is curating experiences with me being on the content. Like I said, there's still this level of uncertainty and fear and like unknowing about being here. And so my goal is to bridge the gap between the us at home in the States and then us here on the continent. And so the relationships that I've been building are with black owned businesses. I have a group of people that are coming next week and I'm only utilizing South African and we're also going to Swaziland or East Wantini. They changed the name, but only like local vendors. No foreigners that are like coming into the country and creating these businesses and hiring the people to do the work, but owned by the people. So just creating those sort of experiences because I want people to see the continent, but also have these very realistic and authentic experiences as well. So that's what I'm working on. I'm really excited about that and just share my world with people you know while I'm here. I love it. Thank you. So in line with the mission. I love it. You know because we have a platform. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to see what's going on, where you are, what you're doing and why not do that positively, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be out turning up, spending, you know, throwing money away. You're actually doing something. 
right. purposeful. And that's our responsibility while being here too, right? You know, we are setting, like blazing the trail. If we could do it, you could do it, right? Like, I don't think we possess any sort of superpower that anyone else can do this if they want to. I agree wholeheartedly. That's dope. So what's the biggest downside of traveling for you? I would say the biggest downside is probably just because I was raised as an only child. I'm very close to my parents and I have like lots of friends and, you know, I do miss, I do miss brunch, you know? I miss going to brunch (laughs) and like, you know, I have like a small niece that I, you know, like, her so I think the hardest part is not that I'm don't still nurture those relationships because I feel like I talk to them a lot more now than I did when I'm at home but it's still like that human interaction and like you know you have those really long solid friendships like took years and years to build that are at home and then you're here like building these new relationships which are great but you know you still miss those that familiarity and like the comforts of home so I would say that's probably the most difficult part but it kind of passes relatively quickly even when it comes to like eating food that I'm familiar with like soul food we had like a soul food night last night where some a bunch of like other Americans were like we hungry we want to do like we want greens we want cabbage like we want all of that and we did it you know so it's like you can still have your things but I do miss the closeness you miss of my what's family friends yeah. you're right but everything else is like yeah comes together. I would say I agree with you about the relationships because living abroad you do build relationships but a lot of them are temporary because people Right. Yeah. Yeah, like the way fans like have a good time, you know, may not see you ever again. Maybe I will, but it won't be anytime soon. So that is also a bit heartbreaking. But I learned early on to not take that so personal because people are on their own journey, you know. So you meet people, you have these amazing connections, and then it's like, hey, if you ever come to Germany, hit me up. You know, a lot of those, and I like that. Just like we just got invited to South Africa. Yes, that's how it goes. (laughs) 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 But I think you know, doing that. You know, just meeting people in passing and maybe I like to use the term crossing paths, but it helps Mm -hmm. you to really take in the moment because we don't do that too often. And it helps you to release attachment too and still feel okay about it. So I think it's a great practice that you don't get to really experience when you're living in the States because you're just so comfortable with your routine. You don't have to think about doing things, talking the way you talk in a regular, you know, but when you're abroad, you are conscious mm-hmm. of the way you speak to people, the way you connect with people. And it just seems more meaningful. Right. You have more instant connections, deeper, a little bit quicker mm-hmm. because you are on that journey together. And then you understand that, you know, right. you're going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. And it's all good, you know. So let's maximize the moment exactly. right now. Like, let's just go hard exactly. while we can. Yeah. That's what's up. So quick question. How many countries have you been to so far? So I actually just counted. I haven't counted in a minute, but it's 58. Wow. So by the end of the year, I'm hoping to, I think I'll be able to do it, but hit 16. So. Wow. Yeah, especially being in Southern Africa, it's very easy to go to a lot of the other countries in Southern Africa, like Mozambique. Sutu is inside of South Africa, Swaziland. There is Namibia, Botswana. So, you know, it's like really short flight or a long bus ride, depending on how you want to do it. (laughs) Um, But you can still, you know, go and enjoy another country. So I've been trying to at least see him while I'm here. Okay, you're going to hit that 60 in six months. Yes, I got time. Yeah. So, see that happening. so with that said, we want to say thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Rachel. 
Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> I usually don't have a podcast, honestly. <laughs> it's okay. Before I started a podcast, cool. I had not listened to podcasts. Francis used to send really? me all these podcasts. Like, you listen, listen to this. this. Listen to that. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and here I am with the podcast. But no, seriously, yeah. you were a lot of fun. Yes, Rachel. Your story Thank is you. inspiring. And to have been so young and to make those kind of decisions for yourself. Tough decisions, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, and because you've been traveling solo, correct? Yeah. That's yep. a tough decision for a lot of people. A couple vacations in there, but, you know, that never made social media. <laughs> but still, like, solo, so for sure, you know? For sure. Just a couple vacations. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this one last thing because I found out today that you are in tribe, no madness tribe. So would you say that being a part of a travel group or a travel community was or helped you a little bit easier to do this? Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, um, a lot of the people who, like you said, it, you are connecting with people who have similar interests as you. And so those relationships can build a lot quicker and deeper, even online. So even when, before I moved here to Johannesburg, I literally went into tribe and searched Johannesburg to see, okay, who's still living in Johannesburg? Who lives here that I can reach out to? And that's been a great help. Like I found several people who are in tribe that live here that are like, oh yeah, girl, when you get here, just hit me up. We're going to go do this. We're going to do that. So I think being in a community, even if you're not moving there, just having at least some sort of starting point, some sort of platform where you can learn what to do, recommendations, and even connecting with folks is amazing. It kind of gets rid of that barrier of fear and worry, you know, when it comes to travel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you guys, if you're interested in travel or whatever you're interested, search on Facebook, mm -hmm. find a group, join a group, yes. find yes. like-minded individuals yeah. or create yes. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's great Take advice. Five great advice. <laughs> so Rachel, we look forward to seeing you for New Year. Yeah, come through. I'm serious. We're serious. We're about to I like look at. We're about to look at flights. Okay, let's make this one. One hundred percent, y'all. Let like hit me up after the podcast, and we can like figure it out. That sure. is awesome. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show. We look forward to seeing more of South Africa. You know, through your social media channels and everything else. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.